Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Which podcast with me, Carly. This is my first episode. My intention is to re- release this as a weekly podcast. For today's format, I'm going to have a book review. We are going to be talking Wicker, the book by Harmony Nice. I'm also going to be talking about Samhain, so Halloween, which is tomorrow. I'm a bit late to the table, but I will be discussing with you traditional ways of celebrating, how I'm going to be celebrating it and some of the history on that for you. I am just keen to outline my intentions for this podcast and it's to really discuss different aspects of witchcraft. So from the history to divination, moonology, deities, Wicca, paganism. I'd like to get into crystals Oh, all the different different aspects that I believe are relevant. Also, again, book reviews, looking at different resources that I feel are beneficial for you to know about, but also touching on self-care as well. I think that there's such a good link between the craft and just connection, looking after yourself. So first and foremost, my background in regards to witchcraft and Oh, of an in, you know, as an interest, I was obsessed with witches from a kid. Probably was started with Mildred Hubble and the original worst witch, which was pre Hazapi, so before Harry Potter. I think I just wanted to have the uniform. I was obsessed with the witchy boots, the satchel, the cat, the fact that they got to make laughing potion, Miss Cackle. Oh, and the fact that the girl who played Mildred Hubble is in the craft who's Nancy so Fruza Bok brilliant actress um mainly for playing great witches um she was also in the return of Oz too so yeah she's done some pretty good cult films and uh yeah just used to watch that VHS tape constantly I think I had to get another recording of it from the telly that's how old it is and that's how obsessed I was uh, me and my brother were a bit gothic. We had a graveyard at the back of our garden where we took to burying our pet hamsters and the like when they passed of natural causes. Had tombstones made of lollipop sticks and we used to rake the mud on a daily, weekly basis whenever we got to go out into the garden. So, yeah, just always a weird kid. I got gifted my first tarot cards at the age of 18 and therein became started the obsession with oracle cards and I didn't really stop reading the books in relation to it so here we are 
I definitely am not an ancestral witch. I wish I was. I've got a very good friend of mine who is. Her aunts and grandma were all, I'd say, sort of weather witches, very psychic, always knew what the weather was going to do. They always knew somebody was going to be ill. They always knew who was going to phone that day, if somebody was going to turn up. They were well aware. She's got an element of that passed down to her dad, but I don't necessarily think that he passed on to her as much as she could, but I'm very jealous that she um, got to have that background. I definitely just would say I'm a blood witch. I feel that it's always been in my bones. I feel that I've always had a huge interest and fascination with it. So for today, I'm going to be discussing Wicca by Harmony Nice, her first book. I actually came to the table quite late when it comes to Harmony Nice. I know that she was on YouTube, so a very successful YouTuber, amazing aesthetically on the witch side. She did some really good, I think it's the Enchanted Endeavours series that she did. So she did a lot in regards to altars, spells, Wicca, the general basics. Um, But her book is fantastic. I think I put off buying it originally because... I almost felt I'd read quite a few books on witchcraft. Is it going back to basics? However, it's such a good, concise book that has, it's such a good reference book and has everything covered. I know that you could use this. And if you were starting out in the craft, it just is the book I wish that was written 10, 15 years ago for me to start with, because I feel a lot of books that are on witchcraft can be really fragmented and you don't get the whole picture of everything. You might get certain tar- you know, certain topics and you'll pick up another book and then get more from that and delve more into it. However, this is really concise. It covers everything and it's a good starting point for you to delve deeper. If my daughter decided that she wanted to go down this path, this is the book I'd give to her. I think that it's just... One I've also given to friends who've shown an interest in in my interests and who haven't understood what Wicca is or enough about witchcraft. So brilliant book. In terms of the best bits, I really think the explanation on um the different the wheel, so the Wiccan Wheel of the Year, that's fantastic. Like the Wiccan holidays are all outlined, exactly how to celebrate them all about relevant crystals, how to decorate your altar, foods that you should, you know, you may want to incorporate into your celebrations. Uh, It's also looking at the moon phases, setting up your altar. There's parts on deities. But I think the main reason I love this book is that it's such a encouraging book for anyone starting out, but also anyone who, when you are into witchcraft I feel that a lot of us practice on our own and it can feel quite lonely at times you go onto Instagram you go onto Facebook you'll see people with their practices and you know there's a fantastic aesthetic it can be a bit intimidating at times I think the witchcraft community is so supportive however I think every now and again you just need a reminder that you can do it how you want to just do it and take from it what you want to do it as you want to as you will and and that's okay um 
I feel that she's been so upfront with her own mental health struggles on her YouTube channel. Again, I must admit, I haven't watched many of her videos, but she does go into that in this book. And I feel a affinity with that in, in the sense of she goes into how it helped her feel some connection and it just gave her an interest, something to look into, something to connect to nature, connect to, I know she's very much a green witch, like a cottage witch. And I really understand that personally, having my own mental health struggles over the years, the the best I've ever felt has been when I have been studying my craft, when I have been out of my garden, being a real green witch, growing things, using my herbs, crafting. And I really feel that she really goes into that. There's such a good analogy of Wicca, an explanation that I don't think it just relates to uh, Wicca. I think overall for witchcraft is such a beautiful outline and I just think it does speak volumes. So I'm just going to read that out. But again, I do think this is more relevant to witchcraft overall. Wicca is a pagan nature and witchcraft-based religion. A Wiccan is someone that follows pagan beliefs and also practices witchcraft as a part of their faith. We follow the eight Sabbaths, festivals, and 12 Esbets, celebrations of the full moon, and practice magical workings such as rituals and spell work at specific times related to the phases of the moon. A Wiccan follows the energy and power of the natural earth and the universe and all its natural occurrences, the moon, the sun, and the stars. Wicca also promotes a great sense of freedom and positivity. It gives you the opportunity to take a path in the faith that you feel is right for you, allowing you freedom within the faith to do things in a way that you choose. Wicca embraces the fact that we all have different beliefs and opinions while still being a part of the faith. It gives us the opportunity to live how we would like to, but with the guidelines of our beliefs. Wicca promotes positivity, but also self-love and empowerment while trying to diminish negative energy and behaviours. Most of all, we believe in balance. We believe that there can be no good without bad and that we cannot learn if we do not make mistakes. We own our mistakes and realise we alone are in charge of our behaviour. Wiccans tend to have morals and codes that keep this balance in our lives and that ensure we are as kind to humans, animals and the earth as we can possibly be. This also means keeping cruel, manipulative and toxic behaviour towards others as far away from us as possible. Wiccans practice their magic using the natural world around them. This can be from the ingredients that they use, the earth's energy, and even the timing of when we carry out our spell work using the moon's phases and seasons to guide us. We incorporate magical workings into our philosophy to keep harmful factors out of their li- out of our lives and to bring in positivity and goodness. I think for me, in regards to the mental health side of things, it just touches on how when you embrace witchcraft or bring it into your life, it is understanding that there's good and bad in everything, that it understands that it's a bit like nature and the cycles. There's there's the, the light and the dark. And I think that the connection and the understanding that you get from embracing witchcraft and looking more into your path, I certainly think that that's helped you to understand a little, little bit more about the world around us. I love this book. Couldn't recommend it high enough. She also went on to a program called BBC Free Young Witches, which was a really good insight to how big the witchcraft community has exploded. Um, and also 
how many people are starting to feel an alignment to witchcraft, Wicca, paganism. So I highly recommend that if you can catch that on YouTube as well. But yeah, that's our first book review. I definitely think Christmas is coming up. If you've got anybody interested in Wicca, even somebody that's already a witch, you know, got a few years down the line, I still think they would benefit from reading this book. It's such a good reference point, such a good point to start. It's a really beautiful book as well. So yeah, definitely, 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 definitely recommend that one. I'm going to be taking some of the information from the Wiccan festivals. So I will be using some of the information on Samhain for our next segment in regards to Halloween. So let's talk Halloween or Samhain, which runs from 31st of October in the evening till early morning on the 1st of November. It's such an important time for witches and Wiccans. This is our new year. The Wheel of the Year is now turned a full cycle, circle. Biggest celebration of the year for many Wiccans. Uh, Samhain is the third harvest of the year. It's a celebration of those who have passed on. It's a time to honour the dead and a type of Wiccan's Day of the Dead. Second spirit Sabbath of the year, the first being Beltane. Believe that this time of year, the veil lifts between us and the spirit world. So it's a good time to honour spirits, celebrate the lives of our deceased. It also honours the fact that there can be no life without death part of the circle of life, the wheel of the year. So it's about balance. It's about celebrating death in a sense, but in a joyous end of a period of, it would have related to the harvest, you know, period of the lighter days. We're now coming into darkness and winter. That sounds so negative, but we are very conscious of the fact that spring is in the future, it's round the corner. We know that life will return next spring and be bright and joyous. Um, but the shorter and darker days are here. Symbolically, the sun god is now making his descent into the underworld, which lifts the veil between us and the spirit world. The triple goddess is in her crone phase, and she will now swallow the sun god and bring darkness throughout the land. Now, just going to discuss some ways of celebrating it. Um, it's about gratitude, appreciation, compassion, remembrance, and reflection. I know that a lot of witches will hold a dumb supper. It's a silent supper where you will lay out a place at the table for your ancestors to attend. A lot of people will, a lot of people, a lot of people and witches will visit a graveyard or a loved one's grave in the run-up to Samhain. Um, it's a good time to lay flowers, pumpkins and offerings on graves and just to honour the deceased. If you do this in the weeks leading up to Samhain, it lets your loved ones know that they are welcome to your home at Samhain. In terms of the period of Halloween, there this is a really good time for necromancy, so connecting to the deceased because it's the most effective and most powerful at this time of year, but it's a safer time to do things like Ouija boards, seances. I don't recommend doing any of those things. However, if you're going to do it, this would be the safer time. 
The veil is lifted. The spirit world is open to everything, not just spirits that might try to get through to cause you harm, but also loved ones who are close at this time. So connecting with them is much easier. However, show respect. Don't mess around with the spirits as it will backfire. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Great time to cast spells at this time of the year, especially the big ones. Tackle the ones that require a greater power, energies that you require maybe all around you. But remember to cast a circle to keep out the negative as the veil being thin, spirits are all around. A really good time to perform love spells, sex spells, protection spells, hope for the winter months, banishing spells for any lingering negativity. Because if you're coming into the new year in the Wiccan sense, you don't want to carry that around with you. Traditionally, um, because it was seen as a time where spirits are wandering, both good and harmful spirits, it was traditional to wear costumes to scare any negative, unwanted spirits away. Uh, So historically, obviously, we still do it to this day. People would dress as ghosts or wear white to trick spirits into thinking that we are one of them, or they were one of them. Also, people would dress as the deceased, uh, a skeleton, ghost or ghoul to honour the dead and to put themselves in the shoes of the deceased for one evening. As we're coming to the end of the Wiccan year, it is a fantastic time to renew your altar, also your magical tools. It's great to have on your altar pumpkins. uh, You might want to have on there. Wow, how many great witchy type things can you buy at this time of year that if you're anything like me, you will use all year round? I mean, you've only got to go to Sainsbury's at the moment. It's fantastic. I just bought a really good, realistic black crow scare the crap out of my daughter with it uh Poundland wow they've got so many different things that you can use that are great on the slightly gothic aesthetic um it's a good time for seasonal food so pumpkins and turnips obviously this was tying into a pagan tradition which I also believe generated back to the Irish traditions actually with like the jack-o'-lanterns where we carve them with spooky faces and leave them outside to scare away negative spirits and discourage them from entering your home. I'm going to be throwing a sow and feast for my loved ones. Um, Again coming back to the dumb supper you may want to lay a place or two at your table and some food for members of the family that you are remembering. you could place a photograph of the deceased nearby to invite them to join you on this day. Uh, People 
did used to, and I know some witches will show respect to the wandering dead by leaving offerings such as food at your door for anyone who, any spirits that might not have a place to be. In terms of the garden side of things and your herbs, your produce, it's a great time to harvest the last of your herb garden. Um, It was seen and it's seen as being bad luck to leave any crops out past this time as they are seen as offerings to the dead. And it's believed that this can lead to a bad harvest the next year. For your Samhain feast, meat obviously plays a huge part at the forefront of the meal. Um, Historically, it would have been the time of the farm animal slaughter, but I don't eat meat personally, so I'm going to chuck in a good meat substitute. Um, Seasonal foods obviously were, you know, would have been served at the table, but are still what I would use now. So roasted foods such as seasonal vegetables, potatoes, parsnips, pumpkin, everything, pumpkin spice, pumpkin pie, seeds, breads, soup, sweet corn, popcorn, cornbread, apples, uh, apple cake, apple juice, apple cider, and everything with a really spicy sort of scent you know so you're looking at your spiced wines your ciders your mold wine I know it's a little bit early we're thinking more yule but you know just getting those really autumnal spices and scents out really um in terms of incense or Sense that you're going to want to smell at this time of year. I mean, I'm a pretty basic witch. I'm pumpkin spice. I've got my TK Maxx pumpkin spice candles out everywhere. But using nutmeg, myrrh, cinnamon, um, obviously for casting your circles, burning it or altar, they would be the types of incense that would be relevant and used. In terms of crystals, dark colour crystals are great for this time of year. Um, I, I mean, looking at Harmony Nice's book, she has, would use black tourmaline, smoky quartz, obsidian, clear quartz, granite, amber. Coming back to the herb side of things, um, you may want to place some of these on your altar as well. Obviously for use in teas, um, calendula, rosemary, apple leaf, bay garlic all of this really ties into seasonal produce and ultimately what our ancestors would have done to tie in with the end of the harvest period and just recognizing that it is the end of the period of growth basically I'm going to be having a go at making some soul cakes for my Samhain feast um I'm also going to have a go at making some of the star and nays milk I'm going to try and get the I'll get the recipes up on my Facebook page for you to check out I'll do some pictures and let you know how good they are um I'm not sure if I'm going to go down the dumb supper route I do feel a little bit weirded out with the fact that as much as I love my ancestors I don't know if I want to set a place for them I feel that might be a little bit out there but yeah, I will certainly be celebrating on a couple of occasions with family and friends. It's quite a big thing for us. I think I set, I decorate my house more intensely than I do at Yule. Um, in regards to the thinning of the veil, I'm actually going to be doing a 
or I've already recorded a podcast episode with UK Ghost Stories. So I'm going to be talking to Rob from the podcast in regards to his ghost stories. And we're going to be talking all things supernatural. He ha- he actually has a episode that I've just been on where we discuss 40 horror movies and whether or not they're based on real or fake true stories, which was a massive laugh. I think I laughed the whole way through. It it wasn't very professional, but we had a great time. I'm so surprised at how many of those movies are based on true stories, even ones that just seem completely ridiculous. And I've got to confess, I absolutely freaked myself out after hearing some of the stories from the well, the original stories that some of those films are based on. So might have had to have a little light on when I went to bed that night. Really embarrassing to say. (laughs) Nonetheless, I will be on the UK Ghost Stories podcast. So check that out. I will be back here this time next week and I will have Rob on to, we're going to be going below the veil. We're going to be discussing what lies beneath. So join me for that. Thank you so much. I This is my first episode and obviously it's going to take me a little while to get in the swing of things, but I really appreciate you being here. Thank you for listening to me saying the word um, 3,000 times. And I will keep you posted on Instagram and Facebook with what's happening with the White Witch Company. Thank you, witches. Speak to you soon.